Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tomi Rotini. You already know who I am. But if you don't know, I run a fashion label here in Lagos, Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand for the past 18 years. So I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is titled Excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses. We all make them. I certainly do. And the reason why I've taken on this topic is because this is a season where I'm encouraging people to explore doing new things just because of the heat most of us have taken on our primary business. So I think it's important that we all start considering new income streams. And in considering new income streams, you might find yourself needing to try things out, try out new things. Doing things you have never done before, making some investments you have never made before, stepping out into new territory. And all these things could be a bit intimidating. And to protect ourselves from change, which is, which is almost a natural um, response, but, you know, we make excuses. And a lot of times, these excuses succeed in preventing us from exploring new um, possibilities. This is definitely the case for me. And um, so today I am sharing five of my favorite excuses, five excuses I've used on a regular basis. Um, And these are excuses that have prevented me from, or at least attempted to prevent me from doing some new things that I really want to do. Um, And then I'm of course going to talk you through how I have managed this, some of my insights around these excuses. And hopefully you would recognize yourself in some of these excuses and, you know, also take the power back and, you know, do some of the things you really want to do. So my very first excuse, the one that um, is my default excuse, and it's a a default excuse for a lot of entrepreneurs. I call it um, the I cannot afford it excuse. So excuse number one is I cannot afford it. Um... The truth of the matter about this excuse is that another way of wording this excuse is I am not ready to start small because really every project, every dream can be downside. It can be boiled down to its barest minimum to a a version of it that would cost us nothing or cost us little. Almost every project that you want to do can be done at some level in a free version. If you want to write a book, you can start by writing a blog, which is what I did. You know, you can start by being a contributor to your church bugle. You know, you can start by being a contributor to um, any editorial. You can even just start by posting on Instagram. Like you can, you can bring down downsize any dream any talent any skill you can downsize it just as much as you can supersize it you can downsize it so if you say you cannot afford to do it what you're saying is you're not ready to start small so this could be an ego thing as well you know so if you can't afford something in terms of how much it costs you might be able to afford um investing a little bit of time in it investing a little bit of energy in it you know instead of investing all the money in it the truth of the matter about starting small is starting small is not only a cheaper way to start, it's also an intelligent way to start. 
it's definitely my most um, preferred way to start. It's the way I would recommend anybody to start anything. Because the truth of the matter is, every project, every new project has a learning curve. Every learning curve definitely means you are going to make some mistakes. Starting big means you are making big mistakes, expensive mistakes. Starting small means you are making cheap mistakes. Mistakes you may be able to recover from easily, right? As opposed to some big mistakes that would really, really cause a big dent, right? So don't say you can't afford it. Admit that you are not ready to start small. But if you realize that you can actually downsize this thing, then take it in bite size. Take it one small step at a time. And before you know it, the cumulative effect of all your small steps will bring you closer to your big dreams. So that's definitely one thing I have to learn. That at the end of the day, it's not about me not being able to afford it. It's me just taking the deliberate steps to do things um, a day at a time, take it take it slowly um, and, and do things in bite size. You know, I hope you generally understand where I'm going with that. My second excuse, and this one is for all we busy bees, is that I don't have time. We claim we don't have time to invest in, you know, doing the things we really want to do because we already feel like our plates are already full. Um, we feel we already have too much going on and we can't invest the time, the energy, the money, or even the mind space to take something else on. What I find with me is when I'm getting too busy, too busy to rest, too busy to do the things I enjoy and love, to spend time with people I love, to do things that really fit my soul, I am truly too busy. I'm not one of those people that, you know, feels proud about being too busy right i feel sometimes that when i'm too busy it means i'm not delegating enough i'm probably spending too much time on mundane things i've not been strategic enough right so for me being too busy signals an inefficiency you know in the way i'm using my time right so if you feel like you don't have the time for something please take a look at your schedule Take a look at the things you spend time on and consider which of those functions can be delegated either to people who are less busy within your team or people who could possibly do this thing better, right? And then delegate to them or pay them to do it, you know? I find it also about, you know, the, the excuse of not having time that time is not something you have. Time is something you make. Time is also something that you prioritize. So again, look at your schedule. Where are the free chunks of time that you might be able to um, invest in other things? For instance, you know, if you look at your day, was there a time, maybe an hour, where you spent on idle chatter with a friend on the phone? Maybe you could have used that time to research, right? Was there a time where you were binge-watching Netflix? Maybe you could have used that time to write, you know, a business plan. There is always some time that we are spending on things that we shouldn't be spending time on. And if we really are self-aware on how we are using our time, 
we realize there's so much we can achieve if only we expend our energies you know and our time on things that truly matter to us so stop saying you don't have time say you are not making time the moment you say that then you are empowering yourself you're giving yourself back the energy the power and then you start to self-correct and start making time this is something i had to do and i still have to do number three number three is excuses is a deep one number three is excuses i am not good enough what you're trying to say here is you feel you don't have the skill or the experience to carry out what you want to do i'm not good enough could also just be you know the imposter syndrome something we all have to deal with some that niggly, niggly feeling that tells you you know um, other people are better than you are or you are not good enough or you know it's 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 intimidating you know what I realize about the whole I'm not good enough thing is, is, is twofold. I have two um, insights on this. The first one is if you really feel like you lack the skill, um, I'm not good enough maybe a reflection of laziness, go and get the skill. What I find is experience um, fosters confidence. Practice fosters confidence. If you do something long enough, you get good at it. And being good at something makes you feel more confident at doing it. So if I'm not good enough is a sincere play on competence or a reflection of your competence, then go and get competent. Go and get those skills. It's possible now to get skilled at anything, to learn anything. Online, get a course, get a mentor, get yourself in a program, get some experience. It's possible. And by practicing right you get more confident and this will help you with that excuse the next thing about this is a play on your psyche which is where the imposter syndrome is you know it's an inferiority complex and to get out of this mode what i suggest because we've all dealt with this at some level is expose yourself to people content and activity that feed your joy and inspire you speak to people who have achieved what you want to achieve and get inspiration from them you know do the things you love be in your happy place surround yourself with high achievers and with people who will cheer you on find your hype men you know you need to get yourself out of that mode and to do that you have to be deliberate right because we all have the capacity to achieve whatever it is we want to achieve if we do the right things and first of all it starts in the mind if there are things you really cannot do get the skills get the experience you know get the capacity to do that but if it's in your head then get out of that funk by opening yourself up to inspiration right and you will find that the better you feel about yourself the more empowered you are the more confident you are and the more you are able to take those bold steps and make those you know bold moves towards the direction of your dreams and your goals number four <laughs> number four i love this one this one i use it on the regular i'm always using this excuse number four's excuse is i am not ready i am not ready this excuse is a play on um perfectionism procrastination 
I've not read it just means you are trying to procrastinate doing what you need to do. At least it's the case for me. I'm not ready really is um, is you looking for the perfect time. And there's no such no such thing as the perfect time or the perfect moment, the perfect feeling. There's no time when everything will be perfect so that, oh, this is the time for me to do this. No. Being ready is a decision. That's just it. It's just deciding to do it. Being ready is not a destination. You don't get there and say, okay, now I'm ready. It is a decision you make that, you know what? Ready or not, I'm going for it. Ready or not, I'm doing it. No matter how it feels, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to, you know, introduce this new line. I'm going to explore these new possibilities. You just need to be ready. I don't know if you can really get ready. I think you just need to be ready, you know. So for me, what helps me in getting ready is again action. I find that when I when I keep saying I'm not ready for something, it's me procrastinating. But once I start making moves towards um, whatever I want to do, I start to feel ready. I'm not ready is also a reflection of our fears. We honestly feel like. We are not ready because we feel if we do something, we might fail. And we are trying to get to a point where we feel like we can do this thing. We're trying to feel that confidence, you know, that ginger, as we say. You may never really get there. And sometimes you get there momentarily and then it it fizzles out. You can't really base your decisions on your feelings because they are very fickle. So make a move towards whatever it is you want to do and i find that the more actions you take the more steps you take the more empowered you feel the last excuse is (laughs) everybody is doing it you know we entrepreneurs we love that one because we always want to do things differently we want to be unique you want to you know you want to really stand out so, you know, when they say, when they start talking about a business or a venture, a project, and you feel like it's commonplace and everybody's doing it, then you begin to feel like, oh, does the market need one more player in this space, really? Like, you are feeling like, you know, you need to come up with something really unique and something really different before you step up. Let me let you in on something. This is something I had to um, kind of embrace. There is nothing new again. It's all been done. At least some version of it has been done. But there's always space, even in a saturated market, for excellence, for passion. And there's always a new interpretation. The truth of the matter is that if you're authentic, if you are sincere in how you deliver your product, how you create it, how you deliver it, how you package it, whatever, it will always be unique. Because there's only one you. And your interpretation of something is really unique to you. So everybody doing it is also a reflection of fear. Because you feel like you don't have something different to offer. You are the differentiating factor. Your you-ness is your moneymaker. That's something I always say. Your you-ness, your uniqueness is your moneymaker. So the, 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 the truth is... You need to just find 
your USP, your unique selling point. What makes you different? And be vulnerable. Put yourself out there without your uniqueness. Be ready to fail, possibly, but don't stay. Um, don't stay in that in that zone where you feel like you don't have something refreshing or unique to offer. You are refreshing. You are unique. Everybody doing it is not an excuse because it's all been done. So that's it. Those are my five excuses. Those are my five excuses. Um, I am also working on managing these excuses and overcoming them. And I hope the insights that I have found will help you in managing yours. Um, That's it. That's it for today. Um, Please listen to this over and over again. And please share this particular episode. I know a lot of people need to hear. Share it with as many people as you know are dealing with with, with these emotions right now. Because as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we are constantly having to deal with all these voices in our head. Um, it's, it's a tough space to be, particularly now. But there's so much self-discovery to be, to be done right now. And these excuses could stop you. So please share, share, share with people that you know need to hear this. Um, and please share with me as well. You know, I love hearing from you. Tell me how this podcast is helping you. Tell me if there's an excuse that you make that I didn't cover and how you have dealt with it. Just tell me you like listening to this podcast and it's, it's helping you somehow. Whatever you want to say, send me an email. Send an email to Tommy at TommyWrotomy.com or to Tommy at exclamations.net and I would, I would love to hear from you and I'll definitely, definitely respond. So that's it for me for today. Um, thank you again for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye.